everyone, and welcome to Heartbreaks and Good Dates, the show where we can get down and dirty with the inner workings of dating in small towns and colleges, especially when everyone knows everything. Things can get interesting. Today we have with us the most eligible of bachelors and my best friend's brother, Ryan Greggs. Now, he's had his fair share of uh, experiences, and we're going to dive a little deeper in those today. So, Ryan... Let's get into it. What's your relationship status of, as of right now? Right now I'm a single human being. I am a single human being. Okay. Okay. I like that. Well, looks like you got a lot going for you right now, but uh, do you use any dating apps? Uh, currently, yeah, I do. I use two of them. Okay. What are they? I use Tinder and Bumble. Tinder and Bumble? Yeah. Okay. Which one do you prefer? Honestly, I think they're both trash, but I do enjoy, I enjoy Tinder a little more, but I like aspects of Bumble that the girl has to message you first, you know? Okay, that makes sense. Are there, like, do you get more matches on one versus the other? Like, is that why you prefer? Yeah, I feel like here I get more matches on Tinder. I feel like it's, it's widely used here. Bumble is just, nah. Yeah, okay. No, I get that. Um, so since you're on these dating apps, you said Tinder's your primary one? I would say, yeah. Okay, well, what's the most memorable thing that you think has happened to you on Tinder? Um, well, it depends on how you define memorable. Are we talking scary memorable or, like, positively memorable? Because I can go into both. (laughs) Okay, let's go scary. Okay. We'll do both, okay? A scary one and then a good one. So, the scariest, most memorable thing I have from Tinder is I matched with this girl, and we were talking for a while. Uh, At one point, we ended up FaceTiming a little bit, and, you know, I was asking her about her life, like, what's going on, like, what she wants to do and everything, and then... I don't remember what happened, but (laughs) she just started telling me, like, the deepest, darkest things about her. Oh, God. And she told me that she had to have a priest come into her house and exercise a demon that (laughs) that she had brought on herself because she hexed a guy that cheated on her. So she was trying to kill this guy that cheated on her and summoned a demon on herself. And I ran for my life. Unadded her on everything. Blocked her. I was gone. And now I'm terrified of witches, so... I mean, as you do you think there's a lot of truth to that story? Do you think she actually, like, summoned a demon on herself? She had... I would say no, like personally but the way she just talked about it was like it was just an intense aspect of description and everything and it blew my mind so yeah <laughs> i thought she was telling the truth and then she brought her grandma on the facetime and she's like yeah like we had to exercise this demon off of her and i was like <clears throat> Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so, do you think, like, she hexed you? Do you think, okay, well, first of all, 
How did you cut that off? Like, how, did you just ghost her? Did you? Like, no, I definitely didn't ghost her because I felt like if I ghost her, I'm definitely getting hexed. Right. And she's gonna summon another demon on herself and not kill me. Obviously, maybe. But um, I was like, okay, I'm gonna. It gets fun. It gets funny on the cutoff story okay. because I was like, you know, I don't think I would be comfortable talking to somebody that tried to kill somebody through witchcraft. And she's like, oh, I would never do that to you. I would only put protection spells on you and things like that. And I'm like, Aha! bye. And, yeah, I mean, I kind of ghosted her after that, but, yeah. Yeah, no. you had to wean her off. I, ha- I had to make, yeah, I had to make sure yeah. I didn't get hexed. Right, so. no, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, what's the best memorable thing, then? I would say I've met a lot of, like, great people on there. Like, uh, I can't name anyone specifically at this point, but I- I've made a couple friends on there. And there's, like, I feel like I've ran into people where I've just, like, recognize them as like a friend versus like someone I would actually want to talk to and it's helped me kind of distinguish that like in real world aspects of people that like oh I'm actually going to care about this person or I'm actually not okay no that makes sense I like that so there is good that comes from dating apps yeah so not not hexing though yeah not, not hexing stay away from those women so Do you like using dating apps? Like, is that a preferred way of meeting somebody? Or how, what is your most, what's the most ideal way that you could meet somebody? I'm going to answer both of those questions because I definitely have an opinion on dating apps. But um, the most ideal way of meeting a person, I think, is just out in the real world. Like, just circumstantial. Just, like, sitting at... A party or something right or a bar and you just happen to be sitting next to somebody have a conversation like it's that simple sometimes right. you know but now my opinion on dating apps they're terrible <laughs> dating apps straight bring depression because like you see the, granted you see a ton of beautiful people you know no matter how much you swipe you see a ton and none of them going to match with you. And sometimes you just recognize that. And you're like, wow, I'm just not good enough for these people. And then also on top of that, these people have humongous egos on dating apps as well. Where they're just like, I'm better than all these other people. You know? And yeah. so, I mean, it hurts. But, like, yeah. it's realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, because, yeah. I mean, I, I've done it. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm too good for this person now. But then that person could be like, oh, this guy's super cute. You know, he might be really cool. And that person could be the nicest person in the entire world. But it makes your head big. Yeah. Dating apps make egos huge. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you. I do not like dating apps. But look at us. We're both here and single. So (laughs) anyway, I uh, know you lived in Pittsburgh. Yes, I did. And moving to Slippery Rock is probably a slight adjustment. Major. So, <laughs> how was the dating scene in the city versus how it is now? Like, do you prefer one over the other? Is it easier to date in the city because there's more? Or is it easier to date in Slippery Rock because you kind of know what you're getting into? 
I, you know, there's definitely give and take in both areas, you know. First of all, being in Pittsburgh, you know, there's colleges all around. There's the population is very high, so there's a lot more opportunity to meet a lot of different people. But like when you're here, it's still like a university town ish. So there's a lot of people, but you're not going to get as many people or opportunities here versus there. But I mean, a lot of people are local that go to Slippery Rock, like to be honest. So it's like, you kind of know what you're getting into yeah. at the same time. Where in Pittsburgh, you never know like the next person you're going to meet. Like, <laughs> you could get hexed. Like, you could get hexed. <laughs> and you know, it's crazy you say that because I was in Pittsburgh and that's where the girl was from that wanted to, well, didn't want to hex me. She wanted to protect me with potions. Or, oh my gosh, if it was potions, I would never... <laughs> Could you imagine if I hung out with this girl and she offered me a drink? I wouldn't be able to drink it. Absolutely not. It's like, I feel like that's equivalent to, like, drugging somebody it's like that. Bar. It's like that movie. Oh, the Swedish one where they make the love potion. You know what I'm talking about? No. Midsummer, Midsummer. Oh, yeah, yeah Midsummer. Yeah. You know, if that happened to me, that, you see... I avoid it now because of that movie and what should. happened. As you <laughs> should. So, if you were to meet somebody in real life, yeah. would you rather meet them at, like, a bar, a park, a restaurant, a nightclub? Like, what's the ideal setting right now for you as a person? To meet somebody? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I I would honestly prefer to meet somebody where there's not... A lot of alcohol being drank because like a gentleman yeah of course and they might be so drunk they don't remember they met you but you could still be like have each other's numbers something like that and then it's not ideal right and then I definitely would prefer any social setting over a dating app because what do you tell your parents oh I met them on tinder like, no one wants to do that. Would you tell your parents that you met the, someone on Tinder? Or yeah, would I don't you, care. Because I know a lot of people will, like, make up, like, hey, See, that's, we met at the park. That's don't a fun part about it. That is the... a fun part about it, but... I, you think that's a fun part about if it? If you just, like, hey, let's come up with this wild story about how we met. But then, do you think... Would you take that to your grave? Would you, like... Or at the wedding, would you just be like, yo, we met on Tinder... I don't think I would... I don't know. That's a good question. I think I would... I personally would just be like, yeah, I met her on Tinder. But, okay. What if the girl was like, hey, we can't tell my parents that we met on Tinder. Then I'll go with the story. Actually? Yeah. Forever? Yeah. You wouldn't feel bad about it a little bit? No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Fine. All right, Ryan. Let's step away from dating apps for a minute. We both mutually hate them. So, have you met anybody in the city in person? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I went to school there, obviously, was one of the big things. So, it's pretty easy to meet people at school there. And then, I also turned 21 when I was at school there, so... I was able to go, you know, to clubs, to bars, and things like that. And, yeah, I've met a couple people there. It's it's a weird setting to meet people because... Well, give me a story. Let's hear an example. Okay. Um, hmm. 
Well, one of the first places I went was the Tequila Cowboy. And it was just weird for me because, like, I'm not used to all that. And, like, the first bar I went to was, like, a hometown, small, run-down deadbeats go there, to be honest. So then I'm at this Tequila Cowboy. There's, like, seven different rooms, and it's jam-packed. People are everywhere. And I just remember I went up to the bar to order myself a drink. I went with a couple of my buddies, but, you know, they can buy for themselves. That's how it goes right. usually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Order myself a drink. And this girl just, like, came up to the bar and saw I was ordering a drink. And, like, her first instinct was, oh, you're really cute. Do you want to get me a drink maybe? Like, that was the first thing she did was trying to get a free drink yeah. for me. And I was like, no. And then... I went in to, I think it's called the 70s room or something, where they straight play 70s music, everyone dances and stuff. She eventually finds me in there and continues to, like, actually try to talk to me now. Like, oh, what do you do? Where do you go to school? All this stuff. And I I still know what her end game is here, right? Of course. She wants my money. Yeah. Which is horrible to say, you know, (laughs) but... When you approach someone and say, want to buy me a drink, you kind of know what the, the goal is here. And, yeah, you know, I kind of just eventually walked away. Never bought her a drink. As you should have. As you should have. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. So, meeting people in the city is, like, crazy. And there's, like, lots of people around it, all the time. It's super... Like, you want to think it's random, but, like, it just seems way more likely. I don't know why. I mean, why. there's more people. Yeah. So it's just you're like, more likely to meet somebody. Everyone's just trying to have a good time. Yeah. And then it just, like, links up. Like No, it makes sense. Yeah. So, have you met anybody since you moved to Slippery Rock in person? Uh, yeah, I actually... Uh, yeah, I have, and it was okay. a far worse experience for okay, me, to be honest. Um, so I went to this Halloween party with my roommates. We dressed super great, by the way. We all looked awesome. Right. Um, so my one roommate was talking to this girl on the couch, okay? And I was just like, I'm tired. I'm going to sit down. So I sat also next to this girl on the couch and jumped into the conversation like I wanted to be in it you know so I uh started talking to this girl my roommate ended up leaving and then me and her just kept talking for probably like 15 minutes after that and I was like you know I kind of want to get up and walk so I actually found my sister and was like I want to go and walk and we both went outside and then we couldn't find our one roommate so we were looking around then we found her and decided we wanted to go get food at our house so I left to go get this food and when we got back to the party the girl that I met on the couch was like freaking out worrying that something happened to me 
like she's known me her entire life (laughs) yeah and i was just like that's not okay right and so i just wanted to get back into the party go do what i was doing you know and i'm talking to my sister with this other guy she's friends with and we're talking about anime and next thing i know i just feel this arm go through like where my elbows at right and link arms with me and i have no idea what's happening and i look and there she is and i was like what is happening like this is not okay so i kept finding ways to get out of there right and then next thing i know my roommate comes up to me and says she's upstairs puking and so i was like okay I ended up going upstairs and helping this girl with one of her her roommate's best friend or something. And we were, like, getting her water and stuff. And eventually, I luckily was able to get out of there at some point. I mean, that's horrible, obviously. Like, (laughs) I try my best to take care of her in that situation. But I don't do puke well, so. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But, yeah, after that, I was like, yeah, I should, you know, I didn't, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm gone. So... (laughs) What do you think the big difference is between women in the city and women in small towns like Slippery Rock? I don't I don't know if there's a huge difference in terms of that, but if we're talking dating, I feel like the women I've met in Slippery Rock like they're much more forward about like intentions, I guess, than a girl you meet in the city because like, this is a small town. Like, there's not a whole bunch of people to see or meet, you know? Right. But you're in the city. There's thousands upon thousands of people you can meet at any moment. So, like, it's just, like, I don't know, maybe in Pittsburgh. And I'm going to link arms with you and follow you around in Slippery <laughs> Rock. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know that makes sense. Yeah. I kind of love that, though. I don't. Well, thank you, Ryan, for joining me today and giving me some male insight on the dating world. And that's all we have today. So like and subscribe to get notifications for next week's show on how being in a longest relationship can affect both sides of the relationship and what dating is like as a gay man in a small town. 